everybody, let's give the Lord some praise for Sarah and the kids and everything else. And we're just going to, those of you first and fifth graders, you guys just hang right in here. We've got a message that I think will be designed for you. Somebody say freedom. We can talk about our country, our nation, you know, celebrating the 4th of July and talking about the freedom of God. There's a word called liberty. Say liberty. There's a word called liberty and also can mean about the same thing. So give me about 10 minutes. I want to sow in, uh, sow into your life real quick. I talk, I want to talk about when we, uh, began, started, uh, to really, uh, launching Joshua chapter one and seeing where the Israelites were moving into freedom out of bondage into freedom. That's the first step they had to take. Israelite had to come out, say come out. <laughs> he had to come out. You have to come out of the bondage and then you come in to what God has for you. You come in to that freedom. You have to come out first. Let me talk a little bit about the word liberty and the word freedom. Because in my study, I realized that there is a different Western American English word for freedom and liberty. We can look at freedom and liberty and we can see there's similarities, but there's also some differences in that. But when you get into the Bible, liberty and freedom are the same thing. So we're going to look at that and we're going to find out really what liberty is and what freedom is. Let me take a moment and just just begin to pray that you guys will just receive what the Lord has for this morning. Father, today, just as our spirits settle, as our souls settle. Just begin to receive this word. Let the word that's been planted begin to grow and be watered. Father, we thank you that we're going to learn today. But as James says, faith without doing, faith without the works of doing those things, it's, it's not going to prosper in any way. It's just dead, dead works. That we don't operate in dead works. We operate in the things that are alive in you. Teach us. Show us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Let's real quick, I want to break down the word liberty. Everybody say liberty. It's the quality of the state of being, the power to do as one pleases. The quality and state of being free and the power to do as one pleases. Everybody understand that? It's like you can kind of do what you want to do. This is not the biblical definition. This is actually Merriam-Webster's definition. It says the freedom from physical restraint. That's liberty. Freedom from arbitrary or despotic control, meaning meaning the, the control over something. Does anybody feel like they have somebody tries to have control over them? You know, we see this in, in raising as parents. The kids, they want to have their own control. They and parents want to have control over them. And and children sometimes don't realize that it's that it's good that God's placed those parents in your life to be able to help you grow. The positive, it also means the positive enjoyment of various social, political, and economic rights and privileges. The power of choice. Say choice. The power of choice. Isn't that what it's about, July 4th, is us having the power of choice that the United States of America can exercise our freedoms and not be under taxation without representation from the British government. Now we have our own government and we have the power of choice. Somebody say choice is powerful. Say that. Choice is powerful. 
being able to have the choice. And God's not going to try to control your choices. He's going to give you options and give you the word of God. And you have the right to choose or not choose. Come on. You have the right to choose him or not choose him. So somebody that, that, that is absent from the presence of God has made a choice that they didn't choose God. Can I get an amen? That they've made a, a conscious choice that they didn't choose God, but they chose something else other than him. So we see the, let's go back real quick. I want to read that one more time, Mike. The po- positive enjoyment of various social, political, and economic rights and privileges, the power of choice. The third thing we put down is an action of going beyond normal limits, such as a breach of equity, uh, quit, or propriety. You know, in other words, you go beyond the limits. How many of you know you have the right to go beyond the limits. And if you go beyond the limits, it's not always good for you. Man, my hands are kind of dry. Some of you ladies, anybody got some lotion in their purse? You got some lotion? Anybody? Hold up. If you got some lotion in your purse, you've got lotion in your purse? You've got some lotion in your purse? Um, you got some there? Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Um, let, let me let me use this. Can I can I use this? I appreciate that very much. Um, who else's hands are dry? Is anybody else's hands dry here? Come on over here. Let me get you some lotion right here. Here you go. There you go. All right. Good. Good. There's a little bit. Rub that in there. There you go. There's some too. Anybody else's hands dry? Is anybody else's hands dry? Your hands are dry. You're, there you go. Put that in your hand. Your hands are dry too. It's it's all right. Yours are dry, aren't they? Yeah, put that. Rub that in. Oh, it's a good. Oh, it's a really good fragrance. Are your hands dry? You want some lotion on your hands? All right. You're, anybody else over here want some 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 some? Here we go. There's some lotion here. We we got. Yeah, put you some. Your hands. That's right. It's nice and good. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Good. Anybody over here want some lotion for their hands? I mean, I don't want them. Your hands. There you go. I don't want to be the only one that my hands are dry. And I'm telling you what, we will be the church with the softest, greatest smelling hands that will be around. Your hands are a little bit dry here too, aren't they? Come on. There you go. That's good. You need there. You're lifting weights and stuff. Your hands get all dried out. Throwing, you know, baseballs and and hundred mile an hour pitches and stuff. Yours are dry. You want some lotion? He's like, wait a minute. Oh, his are dry. He needs that lotion. That's really good. Here, guys. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I I ran out. So we're learning a little bit about liberty. How many of you know I had the liberty to give that lotion away? But how many of you know I kind of went beyond the bounds? I used all of her. I'm sorry. It's gone. You didn't want that back, did you? Wait a minute. Let me get, at least give you the container back. You can have that. Sometimes, you know, when you get the container back, you can, you can, you can remember that that's. Uh, I put that on your counter in there. Everybody, let's thank Miss Glennis for the for the lotion. We appreciate that greatly. How many of you know that you can go beyond? The liberty, the action going beyond normal limits because what she did was said, Pastor, you can use my lotion, but how many of you know I stretched beyond that? Somebody say, that's liberty. That's freedom. She gave me the freedom. Now, wait a minute. Did I take advantage of the freedom that she gave me? Yes or no? I took advantage of the freedom that she gave me, and I really appreciate that. Honey, I got nice soft hands. Hallelujah. 
Another definition of, of liberty would be a, a short authorized absence from naval duty, usually for less than 48 hours. For those of you that have been in the Army or the, been in the Navy, they would go on liberty. It's less than 48 hours. I got to go off the ship. Then they got to be able to come back. Let me give you a definition. This is a, a biblical, not a biblical definition, but a dictionary definition of freedom. Say freedom. The quality or state of being free, such as the absence of necessity, coercion, or constraint in choice or action, liberation from slavery or resistant or from the power of another, independence, the quality or the state of being exempt or released, usually from something uh, erroneous, freedom from care and ease, facility, Excuse me, faculty spoke with the language of freedom. Next next definition. The quality of being frank, open, or outspoken, answered with freedom. Improper familiarity, boldness of conception or execution, unrestricted. You mean the use gave excuse me, use gave him the freedom of their home. I had unrestricted freedom for her lotion today. So I not only had liberty, but I had freedom. See, there's a difference in this. Next definition, a political right. We in this country have a political right. You have a political right of your views to be heard. Somebody's got to get an amen because you don't realize that a lot of countries that in this world, you don't have a political right to express anything. And there are certain ways in the Constitution itself. It gives you inalienable rights. In other words, you have inalienable freedoms to be able to do things and, and be able to have the right to be able to do that. Somebody say freedom. So we can see that freedom has a broad range of application from total rest- absence, from total restraint to merely a sense of not being unduly hindered or being unduly frustrated. So we can see the differences there. But I want us to be able to look and at, at the biblical picture of freedom. Turn with me to Galatians chapter five, verse one. The word liberty and freedom in the Bible, biblically used, is the same word. Some translations you can say freedom. Some translations it will say, it will say liberty. Galatians chapter five, verse one. Everybody there say I'm there. If you're not, look on the screen. Say I'm looking on the screen. Okay. More people looking on the screen that are, that are going through. Verse five or verse one. Galatians five, verse one. It was for it was for that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Therefore, how many of you know when you see the word therefore, you need to look to see why what was said previously so you know what it's there for. So you look at something that was sent previously, then you say therefore, in other words, because Christ has set, uh, it was freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm. Is that a word for somebody today? Keep standing firm. Do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. See, they were actually, Paul was actually talking about under the old covenant, under the old testament, the old law. Okay. The, that was 
that was moving away. We were moving into the New New Testament. They were stepping in to the New Testament. The New Testament was being written at this time. Go with me to Galatians chapter 5. Just flip over to look at verse 13. It says, for you were called to freedom. Say freedom. You were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into the opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. I think I had a little bit of freedom with that lotion. I kind of turned it into the opportunity for the flesh. By the way, I gave her that before she came in. I don't want you to go and say, Jesus, Pastor just used up her, her, her lotion. That was a plant. Glennis, thank you very much for being in there. I said, you just, when I need this, you give this to me. I appreciate all of those of you that offered the, the lotion maybe again some other time. It says, you are called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into the opportunity of the flesh, but through love serve one another. You know, it's sad to say that some people who very feel very insecure with freedom, or I'll use the word liberty. There are some people that are afraid of the liberty. Because they want somebody to control them and tell them what to do. You see a lot of people incarcerated and those people have a difficult time moving into society because when they're incarcerated, do you know that when they're incarcerated in prison, for some of you that may not know what that word means, incarcerated, is they're told when to get up, when to go to bed, when to eat, when to shower, when to have game time. They're told every single thing throughout the day. They don't just get to do it whenever they want to do it. And some people like to stay that way. Some people have a trouble functioning. I see that even, even within churches themselves, I see that. They would rather be under some tyranny of some kind of leader uh, because they don't want to make their own decisions freely. There's some believers who are frightened by liberty or they're frightened by this word we call grace. They're frightened by it. I don't know. That's sloppy grace. That means you just get to do whatever you want to do and God will forgive all that stuff. And it's, yeah, but there's a higher calling for us in Christ. And it's not the same freedom and liberty that you may read in the dictionary because the Bible has a little bit different idea of freedom and liberty. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. So they seek out fellowship. Sometimes that's legalistic or doctrinal. And where they can let others make their decisions for them. We want to give you choices. God wants to give you choices and you have the opportunity to choose. You have the opportunity to choose the kingdom of light or the kingdom of dark. You have the opportunity to choose wisdom or not wisdom. You have the opportunity to choose his word or don't choose his word. You have the opportunity to be able to make a choice. That's our loving father. He wants us to make the choice. Oh, by the way, you know, we can talk about Joshua. And he said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Israel was given the opportunity to choose God or not choose God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you got a choice. It can be freedom. It can be liberty. It can be those things free. But just because you're free doesn't give you the license to do anything and everything that you want to do. Go with me to Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Many of us, we love this scripture. 
If you understand the context and the context and the of the righteousness of God in this scripture, you're going to understand. He says, therefore, remember, therefore, that's there. We need to go back and really look. So you you go back in Romans chapter seven, and you can see where Paul struggled with the things that he wanted to do, he couldn't do, and the things that he didn't want to do, he kept doing. He said, "Oh man, this body of flesh. Who's going to deliver me from this body of flesh? What am I going to do? Because I don't want to do that, man. I didn't want to eat the chocolate cake the whole." thing. I just wanted one piece, but I just got, you know what? I I just, I went to bed and I got up at midnight and I thought, well, there's another little bit of chocolate cake won't hurt. So I had another quarter of it. And then I woke up at three and I went back out there and that chocolate cake was calling to me. So I had another quarter of it. And Shelly gets up in the morning. It's all facetious, by the way. I didn't really eat the whole cake. But sometimes you know what I'm talking about. And you go back to the chocolate cake and you're like, well, just another little piece. Won't be too bad. It's only four in the morning. I'll get a glass of milk. It's okay. I eat the chocolate cake. And then I think there was a testimony somewhere of somebody eating some cookies. Yeah, cinnamon rolls. There we go. I understand. He come in and ate the cinnamon rolls. So all of a sudden, the chocolate cake is gone. Shelly gets up and says, where's the chocolate cake? I said, I don't know. I just couldn't do it. I'm sorry. That's what Paul was dealing with. It wasn't just about chocolate cake issues. There were issues in his life he was dealing with. He was dealing with the same struggle that we all seem to have. And it can be the struggle between good and evil and should I do it or not do it or should I say it or not say it? Should I do it? You know what I mean? It's that struggle that's there and he was dealing with that. And then chapter 8 comes up and it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Somebody ought to give the Lord a shout for freedom in this place. Hallelujah. We're going to really look what freedom is real quick. Give me a few more minutes. Oh, man, time goes by so fast. Chapter 2, or verse 2. For the law of spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. Are you with me? There is a law, a principle, a precept that we in Christ Jesus can operate by and it sets us free from the law of sin and death. Come on, somebody. Because sometimes that Paul was dealing with, well, if I do this thing and, I, and it's sin leads to death. And you could say, well, it hasn't led to death yet. No, there may not be a physical death that's taking place, but there is a spiritual death that's taking place. And all of a sudden I get farther and farther away from the Lord. Are you with me? That's just me. I'm not talking about me. I'm not talking about you this morning. He said it set us free from the law of sin and death. Let me real quickly, let me give you some some of the things. That, that When I went in and I looked at Strong's Concordance on the word freedom and the word liberty is the same word. There was different meanings within the Greek. So I want to give them to you real quick. This one here, most of them, especially the scriptures we read, were under... Um, There's a Strong's Concordance, and it gives a number. And that number you can take, and it goes back to the Greek word, and it shows you exactly what the meaning of that is in the Greek. And sometimes you can pull up that definition, and it will refer back to another Greek word. Are you with me? So it will say this is its root word. 1657, 1658, they're all the same root word. there There was 11 different scriptures in the New Testament, and this is what it meant. The word liberty and freedom was the same thing. Same. Liberty came up under different versions, 
and it was the same Greek word as this. Here's what it meant. Unrestrained to go at pleasure as a citizen, not a slave. How many of you know we're unrestrained? Unrestrained. God wants you. God is giving you the right to be unrestrained, and he's giving you the right to restrain yourself. There are places I just can't go. I, I might have been able to go years ago, but I just can't go that way. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't be back. <laughs> Y'all wouldn't be back next Sunday if Pastor Eric went to those places. Come on, are you with me? You'd be saying, ah, I think I'm going to go somewhere else. They're not a slave. The other one is exempt. Say exempt. Exempt. Exempt from obligation. Exempt from liability. Here's another word. Let me give you these, the rest of these real quick. Ephesus, it's what is pronounced in the Greek, and it means freedom. It means a pardon and deliverance. <laughs> what? You got the opportunity to get delivered, to get free? Absolutely. Here's another one. Here's another word. This is a, the same thing. Liberty and freedom, same thing if you look it up. It means relaxation or figuratively relief. How many of you know you, you, something might happen to you and you're like, man, I had some pain, I had some pain, and, and I went up for prayer, and the prayer gave me relief. It gave me relief. It gave me freedom. It gave me liberty. Another one that you look at, it, it, it's, it means to be free or to fully pardon. To be free fully or to pardon. Another one means to allow. I can give you freedom. The kids can ask us, hey, we want to go swimming. Nope. We want to go swimming. Okay, when we're out there, you can go swimming. And the kids, can, we, they are having the freedom now to be able to go swimming. I can, I can give them that. I can allow them to do that. I know, this was, was cool. Some of you that are, that are teachers that really look at the word. Freedom also came up at, at the word exousia, which means power and authority. Freedom of power, freedom of authority. See, there's a responsibility to having liberty in our life. There's a responsibility. I want you to know that there is a responsibility in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, But take care of this. Everybody, take care of this. Or we could use the word freedom. Take care of this freedom of yours. That it does not somehow become a stumbling block to others. I got to be careful that this freedom that I have, and I have this freedom to, to do what I want to do, how I want to do it, a freedom of unrestraint. I have got to have a responsibility to the Lord God Almighty that when I operate in this freedom, that it doesn't become a stumbling block to others. Now, let me put this in context. Paul was really talking about there was some people, they were eating pork. They were eating unclean, what was unclean under the Levitical law. They were eating those things that were unclean. And Paul said, be careful. There was food that was sacrificed by idols and two idols. They were sacrificed and they were eating it. And Paul said, you know, I can go in there and I can eat that food. But this Jewish brother over here, he's going to see me and go, man, that bacon looks good. That bacon looks good. So he's going to eat the bacon, and guess what? According to his religion, he's sinning. Hello? 
So a lot of times we don't realize and understand that there is a responsibility. Say responsibility. Come on, say it again. I have a responsibility. You have a responsibility. A lot of times people don't want to know you have a responsibility, but you have a responsibility not to become a stumbling block to those that are weak. Well, they're weak. They just got to get stronger and get over it. (laughs) Yeah, probably. You may be right. But maybe they're not as mature as you are, and maybe they're not as strong as you are, and maybe you can do some things and it won't affect you in the way they do some things. But me, I'm telling you, you might be able to go have a drink, and, 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 and it may be okay, but if I have a drink, I'm back into where I got it delivered out of. Do you all understand that? All of a sudden, that drink becomes a stumbling block. And whether it's a whether it's a drink or whether it's drugs or whether it's alcohol, whatever it's, you know, gossip, whatever, what, you know, whatever those things are, it becomes a stumbling block to somebody else. Say, I have a responsibility. There's another scripture. Let's put it up, Mike. First Peter 2.16. Peter says, act as free men and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil. Well, you know, I just operate by God's grace. I do operate God's grace. I have an understanding of God's grace. My understanding is still growing of God's grace. I operate by God's grace. I can just do whatever I want to do. And see, that's where we begin to look at that and say, yes, you can. You have the freedom to do that. Biblically, I have the freedom to be able to do that. I can be, I get freedom. I've got pardon. But how many of you know that freedom also means deliverance? And if God's delivered me out of something, why do I want to go back to that which he's delivered me out of? So I I think there's a opportunity for me to exercise my freedom. And Peter says, act as a free man. You can act as a free man. You can say, no, it's okay. Well, no, you should say yes to everything. They even made a movie. The guy said yes to everything. (laughs) You're right. You all seen the movie? The guy said yes, yes to everything, yes to everything. Everything was yes, everything's yes. And and there's some theology out there now that, you know, you just can say yes to everything and and, and it's okay. And and I I don't know. I I look at the Bible and I'm just saying, okay, I, I need to be careful and I need to operate as a free man. And I don't need to cover up anything. But he says, be living as servants of God. And I could say be living as sons of God. You could say that too when you look at that. Be living as sons or servants of God. See, in America, we boast freedom. And we talk about freedom. And we have the freedom politically to choose some things, to have political representation. But that freedom doesn't give us to pass laws that shouldn't be passed. That freedom doesn't give us the opportunity to call something good that is evil good and good evil. It doesn't give us the right to be able to do that. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about freedom in a new way. I want you to think about freedom, freedom not just to be whatever, throw it on the wall and see if it sticks, but the freedom to say, wait a minute, I have a responsibility in the freedom that I have because Jesus paid the ultimate price for freedom. Jesus paid the ultimate price for us to have liberty. Jesus paid, and you can go back and look at the definitions of what freedom was. He gave us a full, a free, fully pardoned. We received a pardon because of what Jesus has done. I want you to think about freedom in a new way. Let's go back to Galatians 5, and I'm just about done. Galatians chapter 5. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Why? Because under bondage, 
How many of you know, Kate, if I said, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this. Let's reverse this. You tell me, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this. Right, tell me. Okay, if he's saying I can't do it, the truth is there's part of me in here that's like, oh yeah? Watch me. Are you with me? Is that part just in me or is it maybe in all of us? You know, there's some, you know, it's just like that kid to sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. I told you to sit down and the little boy sat down. And he said, I'm sitting down on the outside, but in the inside I am standing up. Say freedom. Say liberty. See, the, the world will define freedom and liberty differently. And, but, but the Bible doesn't define freedom and liberty differently. It's freedom and liberty is the same thing when you begin to look at it and you begin to realize that there is a pardon. There's a relief from some things. There is a fully pardon. God allows us to do some things. There is the exousia, the power and authority that God's given us. And I want to be a good steward of that power and authority that he's given me. Can I get an Amen. So I need to focus myself as being a son of God and say, wait a minute, sons of God's daughters of God. We don't do that. I'm sorry. We don't do that here in the church. There are certain things that we can do. But if you bring a snake in, I'm kicking your butt out. A snake. If you walked in the front door with a head of a snake, you carrying that snake, you got him in a little thing and you say, look, pastor, let's find out how your faith is. I'm going to say, here's my faith. Get out. Okay, because there's some people that are like, "Ooh, y'all belong to that church. You handle snakes. We have never handled a snake in 19 years that we've been pastoring. We've never brought a snake in here. Hello, not a physical one anyway. Are you with me? But then you begin to start looking at that and you say, wait a minute. I have the freedom to be able to do these things. Well, Paul says the things that I want to do, I can't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I keep doing. Paul also said that the things that I have that can benefit me, I don't get to do because it may not benefit me. Those are those things. So as we're, as we're coming up on the 4th of July and we're looking at our nation begin to exercise our freedom, let's remember and begin to think about the only true freedom is in Christ. The only true freedom is in Christ. The only true freedom is in Christ. And he says, go on, therefore, standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. Slavery has been abolished, but there's different types of slavery taking place today. Children trafficking, women trafficking. There's different types of slavery that is actually taking place today. And it just looks different. But I have the, I have the freedom. Say, I have the freedom. And that's when he would deliver the Israelites out of bondage. He gave, he freed them first from their bondage. Then they had to learn the ways of the Lord. Then they entered into the promised land. Is there bondage today that you need to be freed of? Is there mindsets today that you need to be freed of? Is there some things that you say, you know what? I, I think I can, I think I can enter into this new era that everybody's talking about here. I think that I can be an overcomer. I think that I am more than a conqueror. I think I can do all things through Christ, in Christ. Who, are you with me? I, if, and it's got to be in Christ. Say in Christ. 
See, when, when I became a believer, when I became a follower, when I became a Christian, I, I became in Christ. So it's in Christ I move and have my being. It's in Christ I operate. When I operate in Christ, there's some good things. How many of you know there can be some bad things in the middle of it, but I've got Christ and I'm in Christ. And that's a good thing. Amen? So it's in Christ. So what about you today? As I close today, and you guys, if you will, just stand. I want to thank the kids for coming in today. I want us to begin to start looking at liberty. I want us to start looking at freedom just a little bit differently. Over the next few days, you're going to hear a lot of fireworks going off and see a bunch of spectacular shows, and, and they're wonderful. And I, I, I want you to celebrate. Let's, let's celebrate the great freedom, the great liberty in which Christ has given us. He's given us that. You didn't pay for it. He paid for it. You didn't earn it. It's by God's grace that you've earned it. Are you with me? Release forgiveness where there needs to be forgiveness. Maybe there's some strength that you need to begin to start stepping in. Maybe there's some things that you need to say no to. And there are some things you need to say yes to. Let me clarify that. Don't say yes to the things that are not going to be good for you. But say no to the things that are not going to be good to you. And maybe yes to the things that are going to be good for you. And begin to start stepping in this in a new way. Let us pray. Father, today as we just begin to understand, I'm praying that you'll give us eyes to see freedom and liberty biblically in a way that our freedom only comes through Christ and then even challenge those to study it out themselves there's no other freedom in the word of God outside of that which is in Christ in the New Testament you've given us that freedom and father I thank you that we begin to start seeing that way I declare that you're going to give us freedom from the from the bondage that the enemies ever kept us in I declare that we're going to begin to start stepping in and receive that full pardon that you've given us by Jesus on the cross. And I declare over their lives today that they can begin to have spiritual eyes to see and to be thankful for the freedom and the liberty they do have in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. Can we give the Lord a mighty praise? Amen. Say, I am free. Come on, say, I am free. In Jesus. Now let's give him one more hand as you dismiss today. Hallelujah. Listen, if you need prayer today, we want to pray for you today. We bless you. We send you forth in his power and his might today. We say go forth. Enjoy yourself. Be careful. Have a good time. God bless you.